Shore, and welcome to the third week of Minus You. Last week, we spoke about emotional abuse from family members and allowing abuse. I talked about the timeline of this abuse and how it evolved over time to seriously injure my relationship with Nicholas. It seriously altered his perspective and value of the relationship, and it seriously altered my trust in Nicholas's best interest and caretaking of my emotional well-being. This week's episode is called Backstage Backstabbing, which looks more closely at the harmful communication tactics that were happening both between Nicholas and I. This episode takes a dive into my responsibilities of failure in the relationship. I think this episode is a really important sign of honesty and communication between a couple and a relationship. It can completely make or break a couple, depending on the active choices of both partners involved. You know the saying, life is a stage. So this resonates with me so much because you're like, yeah, life is a stage. And like, God damn it, Nicholas and I put on a phenomenal performance before things just exploded. We had a house. Great jobs. We lived in Orlando. We could hang out in Disney or Universal all day on our weekends. Tropical beaches in Miami is just hours away from us. Like, wow, what a life. So you have the set, you know, Orlando and Disney, the scenery. It's just so beautiful. But behind the scenes, when the curtain falls, we're just stabbing each other in the darkness. Metaphorically, of course, he never physically hurt me and I never physically hurt him. But metaphorically, you're just like taking chunks out of each other, just hurting each other behind the scenes. There's actually a song called Stole the Show by Kaigo that really resonates with this topic and this experience for me. The topic makes me really sad because it's just this pain of a lovely life that, you know, we did have at some points and that we really could have had with each other. But we basically just killed each other alongside all the other things that were happening to us. Let's go ahead and start with something that I did that was really, 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 really wrong that I did that took a big slash into Nicholas and I. Before I share this with you, I want to preface this with the fact that I will not make excuses for things that I did that hurt my relationship or hurt Nicholas directly. I will not make excuses. I'm only going to explain a little bit of backstory and then tell you the actual event. A quick side note and fun fact for you guys, if you are working through hard issues with your partner, please don't make excuses for what you did that hurt your partner. They don't want to hear why you did it. They don't care why you did what you did. They just want to hear that you're sorry. And that you recognize what you did was wrong. And then explain that the, how you're going to pursue it so that you can make that change. So that the I'm sorry that you said actually means something. Back to the story. So when Nicholas and I had been together for about a year and a half, I kissed my neighbor. I was in a committed relationship with Nicholas. Nicholas was my boyfriend and I was his girlfriend. And I kissed my neighbor. I was spending time with this guy and I wasn't really telling Nicholas until it actually happened. So like we, he invited me to go see a movie and I was like, sure, yeah, we can go as friends. But, you know, we kind of knew what was going on and it was entirely inappropriate. So Nicholas knew what was going on because I would kind of like end up telling him when it happened and he wasn't really a fan of it, but I just didn't respect his witches, which is really wrong. And then in the end, I ended up kissing this guy, which is incredibly inappropriate. So yes, 
I cheated on Nicholas by kissing my neighbor when Nicholas and I were in a committed relationship, when we were boyfriend and girlfriend. It was wrong. And I am sorry that I did it. When Nicholas found out, he actually found out by reading through my text messages in my Apple Watch. And he thought that I had actually had sex with my neighbor. But that was not true at all. We, we did not do that. Now, not that having sex with him would have been, like, worse. I mean, it, it kind of would have been in a sense. It, it, but both, both ways are, are they're still wrong. But I did not physically like, sleep with this guy. Um, just to make that clear. Not that one is better than the other, but still, like, that it didn't, we didn't do that. Nicholas told me nine months later, after this happened, and he said that he had kind of just gotten over it in his own way. You know, obviously it really hurt him and he struggled with it, but that, you know, he had moved on in his own way. What I did was wrong. It was very wrong. This is a perfect example of a great life. We were just about to move to Florida at the time, like maybe a month away. But he stayed with me anyways, even with the wound that I had caused him. Life is a stage, but let me just stab my boyfriend in the heart by kissing my neighbor. When we moved to Florida, Nicholas told me later that he had just kind of emotionally checked out since I had kissed my neighbor and he knew. At this time, which I did not know that he had emotionally checked out until way later, but at this time, after moving to Florida, he had met a ton of new people in the Disney College program, including a new girl that he became interested in. I did not learn about this, like I said, until about a month after Nicholas and I ended our relationship. But this girl was definitely a part of Nicholas's life as I went to work at night because we had opposite work schedules. They hung out a few times and there was this unspoken connection that they both kind of knew about between them. Um, she knew that I was with Nicholas and she was in a long-term relationship with somebody too and apparently like kind of hinted at trying to make a move about like kissing in a parking lot when they went out to dinner when I was at work and Nicholas was like, no, I'm not going to do this. So I don't know. She's kind of, yeah, I'm not a big fan of her. If uh, You can probably make that guess. In fact, you know, she was even at a Halloween party that Nicholas and I put on. She's like in my own apartment and I don't even, I don't even know what's going on. Instead of facing the real issue, so the real issue here of Nicholas emotionally checking out is me being unfaithful by kissing my neighbor when I'm committed to Nicholas. So instead of facing that issue, he chooses to check out of me and literally check out other women. So instead of taking a step back and saying, hey, um, I know you cheated, but I'm going to stay. But we have some serious things to talk about. He chose to sweep the wrong choice that I had made that really hurt him under the rug. And then it actually just kept hurting us, even after he admitted that he knew and that he had processed it. Life is a stage, but the trust is broken. and. I'm just not going to say it, and maybe some gray areas of revenge will solve how I feel about this. We know from the last episode that Nicholas's family, especially Nicholas's mother, Jen, strongly disliked me. But some of this was actually unknown, the frequency of the hate as well as who it was actually coming from. 
Nicholas's sister, her and I were pretty good friends. I mean, you know, I, I thought we were good friends. I remember spending time with her. We used to get our nails done together back in Oregon. You know, I'd see her at family events when the younger sister would have dance meets. Um, you know, I made her a blanket when we went out for a, a family vacation. You know, we, we spent time together. Of course, I was going to marry her brother. I even had a few girls days out with her in Florida because she did a Disney college program. And so I would take her shopping for like Halloween decorations and stuff. And I actually even ended up taking her shopping for bridesmaids dresses. I think I have a photo somewhere, her shopping for bridesmaids dresses. Like, I think she's wearing the dress that I was going to buy or that she was going to buy or whatever it was going to be for the wedding. So when I tell Nicholas to call his family members because he was, you know, being unfaithful to me when we were engaged, I said, you need to tell your family this. He calls his sister and she just, just rips into me like I was nothing. Her comments are, she never loved you. She doesn't make you happy. And whoever I was taking bridesmaids dress shopping and walking in the Disney parks with was some stranger because that is not, that is not any kind of behavior that I can recall. Life's a stage, but let me be a megaphone extension of my mother and cut into somebody who has spent years with my brother and loved him amidst all the struggle they were going through. As I was sitting and writing this episode... I came to the really depressing conclusion that Nicholas and I were choosing to hurt one another instead of stopping and fixing things. With the analogy that I'm using, it's like literally, which again, he was never physically harmful to me and I was never physically harmful to him. But the, with the metaphor, it's like taking a knife and just hurting, just like stabbing him or him stabbing me in the midst of the life that we are building on stage for ourselves and for everyone and for the show. It's like, like he does the same thing. And then you get side characters that come into your life, like family members who come and like take stabs out of you too. And before you know it, not only you're hurting each other, you've got family members that are hurting you, and then you've got the normal stress of life that's hurting you, and then you're just, like, bleeding out on this dirty floor on a stage in this beautiful set, but it's too late now because you're dying. We're using Band-Aids for bullet holes. It's just, like, it just makes me so sad. I wish, like, I wish that one of us would have woken up put down these metaphorical weapons and just just loved the other person. Instead of healing, instead of loving each other, we just kept going. You know, we can't control side characters. I can't control what his family says, and he can't control what his family says, but we can control what we do to one another and how we react to life's interruptions regardless of how big or how small it is, or who it's from and how long it takes to deal with this issue. If I could give any piece of advice for anyone that's listening out there from this episode, please, for the love of God, put down the revenge. Put down these metaphorical weapons. Just, like, fucking stop. This is the person you love. And you will, mark my words, you will lose one another 
if you keep living like this, please just take it from me. Nicholas and I lost each other because we chose to keep hurting one another. And I'm sorry to say, someone has to be the first person to say, no, I will not do this to you anymore because I love you, I like you, and I will always protect you. Life is a stage, but it's your story. So just stop making it so gory and so tragic. I was raised Christian, but I didn't spend much time in my faith after leaving high school. But as I sat at work and I was writing out this episode, I remembered a concept in the Bible. Two of them, actually. And you don't necessarily have to be religious to take this, you know, this concept or this, uh, this moral to heart and into your own relationship. So one of these verses and these concepts that I remembered is John 15, 13, which is, Greater love has none than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. I mention this because in love, in love that we want to be great, and in great love in all three stages, we will have to lay ourselves down and our priorities down to have this love that is mentioned in John. So what does that mean, though, regarding backstage backstabbing, Madeline? Well, here's another verse. Romans 12, 17. Do not repay anyone's evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. Isn't that kind of gross? Like, ugh. Like, I don't like it when the Bible's right sometimes. Like, ugh. It just makes my skin crawl and, like, ugh, I just, mm. I don't like it. But, you know, if we want a great love and we want a true love, we cannot go into it with revenge. Because, as sad as this is, we may win with revenge. But prize to be won isn't love. It's actually loss. And the loss you will experience, it won't be able to be bought back. It'll have to be built back. Revenge is a very lonely game. Revenge looks great on a stage. But when the curtain falls, you realize that you are, in fact, alone in the dark. And you're living with the reward of revenge, but the loss of revenge as well. Those of you that may be facing this, often you don't really realize how much you've hurt one another until it's come to a point where it's almost too late. But if you want to fix things, if you really want to do this, you have to be the person to stop first. You have to decide that you are no longer going to hurt the person that you love. Because if you do it, you won't actually feel any better when the relationship ends or when you and your partner take time to work through the issues. Once you have made that choice, verbalize that choice to your partner. Have a conversation where you recognize the pattern of hurt back and forth between the two of you and verbalize that you are choosing to stop the cycle on your end. Give it time as well. 
your partner may not want to see the need to stop. But give them time to sit in the period of you stopping your part of the cycle. If your partner is interested in pursuing the same thing as you, they will stop the cycle as well. This will give you a period of peace and a time to learn how to heal and forgive, which is going to take time. It won't be easy. Like in the last episode, how I mentioned it took me six months to write Jen a letter to say that I forgave her. That was six months of not seeing her, not speaking to her, nothing. It took me a long time. It's not going to be easy because it's going to feel like revenge is going to solve things. And to be honest, it will solve things for you, but it will not solve things for your relationship. You and your partner, and this goes for anywhere in life. Like, yeah, this is relationship advice, but anywhere. If I had taken this tactic with Jen, things might have turned out a lot better than the way they did. You and your partner will have to pick what the priority is. Is it winning alone? Or is it winning with each other? The scary thing is, your partner may not feel the same way. That's what I encountered. Nicholas did not want to fix things. He did not want to take that leap of faith into the unknown and this scary period of, you know, not trusting each other and we're 3,000 miles away from one another. He didn't want to do it. And it kills me. It cuts me so deep. It it haunts my dreams at night. I literally have dreams about like begging him to to want to fix things with me. It like it lives in my soul. It hurts so much. But if the relationship is having to come to an end, something that I learned and something that you can know is that you did everything you could to walk away with the knowledge and the fact that you were interested in fixing things with the person that you love. The other person that chose to walk away, they will have to live with the knowledge and the fact that they chose to give up and find something new rather than mend a love. That inner peace, which it's not, it it is an inner peace, but it's also like kind of not in the same way. It's just like an, uh, an acceptance for me as Nicholas chose to walk away when we had conversations about getting back together, as much as it can keep me awake at night, it hurts me so deeply. I know that I've really tried what I could for our love. I hope that you find effort in your love. I truly believe that deep wounds can be healed with an active choice from both sides and effort from both sides you will regain the person that you fell in love with. And I know deep in my soul that a love like that is truly so special. And if they walk, if they leave, you will regain over time, over many tears and hard nights, and maybe sometimes screaming alone in your car, you'll regain the truth what you did, you you did what you could, and that your love was shown. And it's not your fault that they are choosing to not be receptive to this. I will see you next week 
for the fourth episode of the During Chapter of Minus You, which is activities we don't love, which is going to be looking at how Nicholas and I spent our free time and how it got a little changed up in its allocation and its balance over time. Until next week, adios. Adios.